Hey guys, this is episode three of Teach Me Tiger. Teach me tiger. I don't know what to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger Podcast, Nobody Told Me, the Parenting Edition. You send us questions and we call in the big guns. Each episode, we chat with an expert or a non-expert. And then we all weigh in on questions from you. We're your favorite neighbors, Melody Starkweather and Sarah Wright. Thanks so much for being here. Today we have with us our good friend and gal pal and neighbor and wonderful human being, Erin Duffy. Hi, Erin. Hey. Hi, guys. So, Erin, we know you're a parenting expert. (laughs) It's true. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, How many kids do you have? I have three children, a 13-year-old girl, Annabella, an 11-year-old girl, Isla, and an 8-year-old boy, Simon. Yeah, they're also expert. You all have a my teenager. children's best friends. You have a teenager and a ch- small child still. Oh my god, yeah, my, life's wild. Teeny little eight year old, wee baby, sweet <laughs> baby eight year old who just drove a Kubota. He just drove a Kubota. Yeah, Aaron just showed us a video baby. of Simon, her youngest, driving a Kubota. Look Hola. it up. Look up what it is on the internet. Yeah, yeah. We're not here to teach you these things. <laughs> We're not here to teach you, Tiger. <laughs> um, so, Erin, we're going to play a little game with you. Okay. Called Icebreakers. <laughs> um, so, we've been doing five questions. We ask each of our guests, but we thought we could do better. So, we have collected a bunch of icebreaker questions from mostly the internet. And you're going to draw at random several of them from our big fancy box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Reach inside that box, in. Okay, reaching. What is one thing we don't know about you? That's a tough one. That's a toughie. I'm pretty open. What don't we know about you, Erin? It's going to be super juicy because she's so open. Oh, my goodness. There's so many innuendos. I'm <laughs> trying so hard not to say. She's reached into Mel's box and now she's juicy and open. <laughs> I have a birthmark underneath my breasts. Oh, my God. What color is it? What's it look like? Tell me everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's a little mole. It's brown, and it's sh- a little bit raised. Are you, sure? you guys want to see it? Let's, let's see it. Oh, it's just like a, it's just like a little mole. Oh, it's so cute, huh? It's, it's like a Marilyn Monroe mole on her boobie. I was definitely envisioning a nipple. It's round. <laughs> it's raised. I had a friend with a nipple. There. The third, n- the yeah. third nipple? Trip nip. 
The trip nip? Whoa, trip nip, that's what you call it. Like Chandler Bing? (laughs) I totally thought of him when you said that. I was like, oh my god, Chandler Bing. third nipple in the show? Yes. Okay, do you know that in real life he's missing half of his pinky finger? No. Yeah, and so when you watch Friends reruns, (laughs) they often hide it, but you could see it mostly when he would like put his hand on his own clothing or something. Oh. But it's like totally hidden, just like Rachel's ear. Um, her ears are always what? hidden. Check out her hair. No you way. never see her ears. Super rarely. Is it before she's she, really uncomfortable? Before she ears. had her ear tuck surgery? Did she have? Ears? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. The, her ears are always hidden. His hands hidden. The reason I know about his finger is we had a childhood friend uh, who went on a few dates with him in art school, what? and he was a real asshole. Oh. But he was also missing half his finger. Oh. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Reach back in oh that my, box. Oh my god. Oh, 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 one fell out. It jumped out at you. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Um, well, I think I would love to live in the Shetland Isles in Scotland. This is where Ian's mother is comes from. Ian's your husband. And I've always wanted to live there and just see how different a place it is up there. And they have really cute accents. Have but- you been there before? No, never. It's so... I, I've never been there either, but I've looked up, like, the tourist information. It's so beautiful. Like, it it's, is. It's like this little island that history forgot. Like, it didn't get colonized as hard as the rest of Scotland. So There's actually Scottish. a really good Netflix show called Shetland. Oh. I totally oh God, urge yes. you... It's so good. It's so good. That's right. But it's so funny. And Ian's sister's actually on the next... Uh, no. She was there, and she was in... Like, just an extra Extra? walking by. But I urge you to watch it. But it's so funny because all the Shetlanders make fun of the actors because they don't really sound proper Shetland. Like, they don't actually have the proper accent. And, like, yeah. And so, Can you do the Shetland? No, I cannot do. Oh, my God. No. Just give it a try. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've read... um, Outlander. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Outlander. So I know all about Scotland now. <laughs> I, got, I, I watched I still Highlander, so I know all about Scotland. Yeah. Get a fucking kilt on it. Put a kilt on it. And Ian, nothing else. And nothing else. I want to see. Take me to a Scottish wedding. Ian has one. Oh, Ian put the kilt on. My mom will just die. <laughs> oh, my God. So you like, Sorry, put it on on... on. Saturday nights, the kids are at the sitter and Ian wears his kilt. Baby number four, not purse thing that comes with the oh, kilt. Uh, oh, someone will write us and yeah. let us know. Okay. I remember my mom telling a tale of going to a Scottish wedding and dancing with one of the men dressed in, you know, appropriate Scottish garb, and she said. What do you guys wear under those things? And he said, why don't you find out? She put her hand on his bum. (laughs) (laughs) That story ever. I was like, mom, you're a wild woman. She's wild. (laughs) So much respect. I love it. (laughs) That's great. Shetland Isles. Okay. One more. Okay. Oh, oh, this is a good one. The zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are three people you want on your team? To survive and kill all the zombies. Besides, like, your children. Okay. um, And my husband? You could pick him or not. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. (laughs) Like, you'd have to have someone, like, that's sort of, like, nasty and ruthless. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so... Wouldn't you pick Sarah? 
I would 100% pick Sarah. Oh, I, I, I was actually... Like, she is nice. resourceful. I almost feel like I would pick you and Leon as two of my <laughs> people. And Chris. And my own yeah. children. Fuck them, well. right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to survive long in a zombie You said I can't apocalypse. pick my own children anyway. You can't anyway. pick your own kids. Okay. Unless it's Leon. You can pick my kids. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> you know what? I think Joe for sure. Mm-hmm. Joanna Kowalczyk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's very resourceful. Yes, Joanna Kowalczyk, and then and she's quick. She's very quick. And then let's just say you two. I would, I would take you two, so we could keep this podcast going. <laughs> right. I just that's <laughs> a good point, but I want you to know I'm a really slow runner. <laughs> you Me might too. Have to, you want a slow runner so that they get caught by the zombies and you can escape. That's a, that's true. Yeah, and I could push like you. Your, You're not your strong. Human. Remember, I could push you into the zombie. Human shield. You're the human, human shield. shield. <laughs> I also now have my superhero power. I guess you guys are wondering. Human shield. shield. (laughs) Yeah, shield. Human shield. You have a superpower. Yeah, HS. I'm I'm an appy. I'm an appetizer. You're an appy. I'm a little appy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, amazing. Okay, so this week we have quite a few questions to cover. So we're thinking we could do a couple of questions and then like come back to some other stuff. So this is my friend Nikki. She's recently had a baby. Sweet little baby angel. uh, Baby angel. I haven't met him yet, but anyway, you got to listen to Nikki's call. I kind of felt like when I was like really early on, like especially in like the first 10 days, I kind of felt like I was turning into a bit of a baby. Like, <laughs> I have to put a, like, a sport top on my bottle, my water bottle. So I'm, like, drinking out of a bottle. And, like, I don't have great control over my, you know, bowels and <laughs> all of that stuff. <laughs> I need help with literally everything. I cry yeah. when I'm hungry. I cry when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I like I've become one <laughs> with my infant, and so my question was, how long does that go on for? <laughs> <laughs> when do I become an adult again? <laughs> Guys, it depends what you mean by becoming an adult again. Because I hate to break the news, <laughs> <laughs> but it might be a while. It might be a while. <laughs> and then and then when you get old and everything starts not working again. Yeah, like by the time you get out of this parenting babyhood, it's kind of just prepping you. Yeah, it's just prepping you for old age. Really, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know. It it does get better. It gets a bit easier. I'd say I've got a, a three month old right now, and I'm you can hear him in the background, and I'm starting to be able to you know feed myself and well, that's about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can. I now can feed myself. You feed your children. I feed my children, I feed myself, I vacuumed, and I did some laundry. So, all the important things in life are covered. I live for vacuum and laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's sad because it's true. Oh no. But I think she does raise a really good question in that, like, it's also okay to sort of be like that and be vulnerable right now because you're at this spot where you've never, ever done any of this kind of thing before. And I think, you know, the most important thing is just 
give yourself a break sometimes and it's okay to, um, you know, sleep when the baby sleeps and give yourself the ultimate break, you know, don't, don't think that you should be doing a million things because right. really your number one is you and the baby yeah. right now, for sure. A baby moon, like it, just connect with exactly. baby. Exactly, and, and it'll come, like it, they'll grow up before you know it and then you'll be like, oh, I wish I was like at that point again, you know, but... But yeah, give yourself a break. It's all good, you know? I mean, we all kind of feel very vulnerable at that time. I still feel vulnerable. Yeah. You know, having As soon as you kids, have a baby, you're vulnerable. It's over. Yeah, exactly. Because you've never had a baby. You've never breastfed. You you know, or you've never had a teenager. Or you've never, you know, and it's all new. And as long as you just keep trying, it's all good. Yeah. I would just That's like to advice. recognize that sleep deprivation oh is a really real thing. And like pregnancy slash baby brain is a oh really real God. thing. And yeah. um, I was talking to our friend Tamar, who you both know and mm-hmm. some yeah. people mm-hmm. listening will know. She says that the baby brain goes away when you stop breastfeeding. And I hope that's true. Sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. Please let that be true. But I think I saw Dr. Phil and I know you guys want to talk about Dr. <laughs> not Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Okay. Yeah. On Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I, I like Dr. Oz. Dream Team. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was in his scrubs. He had his cool purple gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, he was saying that uh, your brain does actually physically shrink when you're pregnant anyway because all the fluids in your body are going to your belly. Like they're mm-hmm. going to your placenta and to all of your organs and you're filling up with blood. And, and so your yeah. brain actually does physically shrink, but he said it comes back. So I wow. hope he's right. Well, and then this is the beginning of the definition of multitasking. You're now vacuuming, making dinner, breastfeeding, breastfeeding, you know, answering a phone, wiping a bomb. Like, it's just, it's totally, it's a totally different type of multitasking. Yeah, so your brain's not tuned into all the subtle intricacies of, like, oh, you know, like, I'm always telling my kids, okay, take off your dirty clothes and put them in the dishwasher. And they're like, oh, mom, you mean laundry, ha ha. And I'm like, ugh, okay, yeah, put your dirty dishes in the compost. Like, I'm just mixing up all the words that I say all the time. But it doesn't matter because you're just trying not to burn dinner and you're trying to breastfeed your baby and you're trying to do all these things. All, like, you're still, you ha- you've had to pee for three hours. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. survival. Survival mode. You're in survival mode. But then you drive through town and you see these amazing gardens. People have these manicured lawns and they're out there like in their gloves with their little like apron doing the garden. Those people have had had kids. They've learned how to multitask and now they're retired. And that is what retirement looks like after children. Yes. Yes. Totally. You can do anything. You can do anything. You can do anything. Wait it out, girl. Wait it out. It's going to become your superpower when it stops being your your. Wait, what is it that's... Kryptonite? Kryptonite. If I go crazy and will you still call me Superman? (laughs) (laughs) Is that Nickelback? Kryptonite. (laughs) You can tell by my voice. Yeah. That's, yeah. Chad Kroger? I have no idea. Kryptonite. <laughs> oh, Chad. Oh, my God. Uh, my brother would Nickelback's die. actually here in the studio with us today. It's yeah. a special guest. Uh, hey, Chad. Oh, hey, guys. I love your podcast. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! We got Nickelback. <laughs> yes. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Don't turn it off. We're lying. We're not here. <laughs> Um, yeah. Moving on. Okay, so Rosie asks, how do you explain the concept of privacy to a four-year-old? 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's tricky. By a lock. Lock and yeah. key, baby. <laughs> it's really hard to explain the concept of privacy, but it but you can make it more like rules. Like just say you really want to pee with a kid on the outside of the door. <laughs> I said in the bathroom, they're still gonna stand at the door, okay? Yeah. But you can just say, I like to pee alone with the door closed. Yeah. I like to be alone. Right. You can stand there, but it has to be on the other side of the door. I'll only be... It's almost like explaining time is what it is. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, mommy's going to be away for two minutes. I'm going to set the timer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What what do you you guys think? I feel like we just don't have it. It's not the time. (laughs) Put on a movie. Well, yeah, actually. You plug them into the screen. And this is why you give your kids TV. Yeah, yeah, no, like, we just have, I have alone time. And it's, like, sacrificing my alone time with my husband. Yeah. Right? Like, I have to choose between the two because there's only a little bit of time that's without children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so depressing today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just real, man. Yeah. It's just the fucking truth. Yeah. <laughs> now, can we chat about our weeks? Let's talk about our weeks. How was your week, Sarah? My week was great. Uh, it was good. We, my youngest, no. Oh my God, I'm a baby. My second youngest got impetigo. Oh, shit. So we had to deal with impetigo. So what's impetigo? Science facts with Sarah Wright. <laughs> impetigo is, um, I believe it's bacterial. It's a skin infection. Um, and it often happens when there's like a pre-existing cut or wound and then the bacteria or virus, mm. I don't know, bacteria, virus, whatever, I don't know, gets inside and it makes these like awful open sores. Like it's really gross. Um, it's really contagious. Oh my goodness. But within 24 hours of starting treatment, which he's on antibiotics, which is too bad, but, um, it's not contagious anymore after 24 hours. So, uh, so we, we're dealing with that, um, but it's also Greg's 35th birthday coming up. So we're having a big party, our first really big party in years on the weekend, and we're going to feed everybody, and we're just really, it's going to be like 30 people, so we're just trying to get ready for that. Sarah? Yeah? I didn't get an invitation. Oh, this is so (laughs) awkward. Can I come? Oh, well, mm. I just don't want to mix like uh, pleasure with work. And right, we work business. Together now. I know we yeah. have this business partnership yeah. now, so you could babysit for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's coming. Uh, coming. Thank God. Not Aaron, though. No, no Aaron. <laughs> How was your week, Mel? Uh, my week was good. My son, my twenty-two-month-old, has started potty training himself. Ooh. Nice. So I put him on the potty a couple times because he's interested and he's peed. But I was downstairs getting a diaper the other day and he pooped on the potty. That's all by himself. Yes. Yes. He's so smart. But I wasn't ready. Like, I don't know if he can even do his pants himself. Right. I wasn't ready. They're now too I have to do it. little to wipe their own butts. Their yeah. hands don't reach their butts. Yeah. It's hilarious. Good. Good. 
Um, so Sarah and I took on a special project this week. We called some of our family and friends and asked them, what did you find most shocking about having kids? And so we got a little, a lot of really great answers. Mm -hmm. Did we ever? uh, A lot of really interesting stuff came up. And all different. Like there was a little bit of overlap, but actually the bulk of people said totally different things from one another, which I thought was pretty cool. I was surprised. Okay. Let's listen. Yeah. All right. How much you love your children. Uh, didn't know that it would be that strong of a bond. Can't can't get enough of her. Oh, how how little they eat and sleep. That's one of the big ones, I think. <laughs> where it's like they'll go for like two days surviving on crackers, <laughs> and you're like, but I love to cook and I'm a great cook and I'll make you anything. And all they want to do is eat like four crackers, <laughs> and then they're fine. But you worry like that that. That was really difficult. The total lack of privacy. You always assume you can go to the bathroom or have a shower, but no. So you think that's... <laughs> I, think, I think I have two things. So I think the one is at home, how much I actually enjoy spending time with them and doing fun things and watching them grow. The other is how I didn't think how much I would enjoy actually going to the bathroom at work versus at home. <laughs> at work, no one bothers me. And at home, it seems like at like a thousand interruptions. I think it was, I think I, at first, like the first thing was probably like, I did not realize how little sleep that you could still function on and still actually do something. Like, I I thought it was humanly impossible to have, like, you know, an hour of sleep a night and still be able to, like, go to work and function. But, like, when you just have to do it, you somehow do it. (laughs) I mean, you're a zombie, but... The the diaper rash, that was kind of a shock because the diapers and the chemicals in the diapers were eating away his skin. I had to carry, um, like, uh, those little cloths, the baby face cloths, uh, wet in little Ziploc baggies and wipe him when he needed to be changed and then bring them home and wash them every time. And I had to use bed sore packing cream for the elderly in his sores on his bum. Well, I, I attended the birth of all my children, so I, I saw them all pop. But uh, what impressed me was the power and the force of creativity and the violence of it. Uh, I remember... One incident where uh, my wife, Diana, gave birth to one of our kids and she just uh, kind of grunted or screamed with the the power or the force of the birthing. And I I felt that the whole hospital shook on its foundations. It was so powerful. I said, wow, this is creativity. (laughs) God couldn't do better than this. Did you guys relate to that stuff? Absolutely. Oh my God. All those things. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What does a nut sound like when it, when it sneezes? K-K-Cashew! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take some more questions. I think we have one from Victoria, an old friend of mine who just had her first baby, William. He's so cute. 
congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so she asks, what is the best timing between your first and second? And do you have any advice for moms overwhelmed with one baby but wanting a big family? <laughs> so these two. Preaching the choir, sister. Yeah, they know what they're talking about on this one. I've got four children myself. Aaron, I, have, I have three. Aaron's got three. Molly has two. I mean, still big. Yeah. Um, personally, uh, you know, I was really overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. I was undeniably, outrageously overwhelmed with my one first child. And we decided to have another. We decided two years apart. So the three of them are two years apart. And then our final baby, who is here with me today... Uh, Eli, he was a wee bit of a surprise. So he's <laughs> he's five years. So we have two years, two years, two years, five years. Um, but you know, it was really overwhelming when they were young, when they were new babies. When you had two little, you have like a toddler and diapers, and you have your brand new baby. Yeah, it was really, really hard. But now I have. Uh, you know, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a five-year-old. And they're the best of friends. They play together all the time. Yeah, for It's sure. easier, you know. And now my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old do more around the house. Jacob does too, but, yeah. you know, little chores. It was worth it. Like, well, and you realize too, like, the more you have in some ways the more you can actually put on kids earlier, like with yeah. chores or what they can do or what they're able to do. And right now, too, Victoria, is a really hard time to even think about having another one. Mm-hmm. But then when summer comes, things are just so much easier, like in every way. But but I would say I think two to two and a half is a nice timing. My first two are two years apart than my second or my third is uh, three years apart. Mm-hmm. But I find that there's not as much playing as, say, the the first two that were only two years apart. It right. was kind of nice. A, a closer age gap is great. You're out of diapers sooner. Um, they play together. But if you're super overwhelmed, look out for your mental health. Like maybe mm-hmm. wait until your son, yeah. son, right? Mm-hmm. Until your son is in, going into kindergarten. Like get pregnant when your kid is three, three and a half. And mm-hmm. then you have, like Sarah's going through this now where Jacob's in kindergarten and she has her baby and she actually has some days kind of just for her and the baby it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's night and day different like the Mm -hmm. other three the school that my kids go to uh they don't start till they're six years old so i had three kids at home you know i would have my two-year-old and a newborn baby or a four-year-old a two-year-old and a newborn baby all at home and no school and it was fucking nuts it was was a fucking nightmare Mm -hmm. it's great now Mm-hmm. But it was a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, even but, me just having the two was like, oh my god, so overwhelming. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I love them, but I was like losing my mind. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I everybody, and they they don't nap on the same schedule. Like you no. can think your kids yeah. will nap together, yeah. and they'll be fine because they'll have their afternoon nap. But yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're actually all different. Just like our moms told us. Oh, they're yeah. all every child's different. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, <laughs> you can't expect to know anything when you go into the second kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're struggling, just hold off for a bit. Um. Or power through it. Maybe get an antidepressant and, uh, and then <laughs> just and, do it. And you know? start taking speed. Whatever. Yeah, whatever you need to do. Yeah, no problems. Cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Parrish wants to know, 
Will my children ever not be sick? We all want to know that. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna ask Mama Erin, who has the eldest children, um, or the the least amount of really young children. Well, I have to say, Parish, I'm with you. Uh, this winter was exceptionally bad. Um, but I do remember when my kids were a lot younger thinking like, holy shit, am I ever going to have a time in the winter that we're like at all healthy for more than a week? Yeah, like all of you. Because yeah. one kid gets it and then I'm probably, oh good, oh, oh my they're God. barfing everywhere. Oh my and then God. the next kid gets it. And then with it. no running water. Oh my God. Erin lives in a small cabin and, and she has no have, running water. Yeah, we time. have running water now, but when they were little, we didn't. Oh, and oh so shit, like, girl. I don't know how you did that. Oh my God. <laughs> So, like, stomach flu, not fun. And outhouse, let me just say. Oh, my God. So, minus, Are like... You barfing into the outhouse? Or I guess oh, no, barfing would be, like, happening outside in the woods somewhere. Okay. But, like, diarrhea, outhouse. Like, outhouse. Like, so, mm. outside, minus fucking 25-degree weather, you're shitting in your outhouse and barfing in a bowl. Oh, my minus God. Minus 25. Oh, my God. Um, Hashtag so- could be worse. <laughs> Easy. So, anyways, um, but I um, just hang in there, Parish. I I totally get it. But um, spring is here. Yeah, summer's so, better. Oh. And as I've heard, when your kids get older, it gets better. Their little immune systems are better. They stick their fingers sure. in gross places less. Right. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one more thing about this before I move on to the next thing. So I called my mom thinking that my mom would have an answer because her kids are all grown, out mm-hmm. of the house, mm-hmm. have kids. You know, Melody's moved out from her mom's basement. Finally. Finally. God. <laughs> oh, my God. And so my mom said, wait for it. She doesn't remember us ever being that sick. And she's actually been a little bit worried about my kids that they're sick oh all the time. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's just blocked it out. <laughs> That's what I said. But um, she did say that, she seems to remember that we stopped catching everything that went around as much when we stopped putting our hands on our face and in our mouth so much. Yeah. Plus, young children have young childhood, like, diseases that they yeah. get. Like, big kids don't get impetigo or hand, foot, and mouth or... Slap cheek Slap or cheek, yeah. fifths disease, all these things, chicken yeah. pox, like, yeah. all these things that usually you don't get when you're older, uh, little kids get. You know, you look on friggin' Dr. Wikipedia or whatever it's called. What is it? Dr. Online. Dr. Med, Med oh, MD Med or whatever. Or WebMD. Yeah, WebMD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your doctor hates it when you They're do that. They're sponsoring us, by the way. <laughs> 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 They're sponsoring oh, It's always place. like most common in ages like three to nine right. or whatever. We're going to have like uber fucking healthy like adults. Yeah, think of it this way. We're building their immune system. Their future. We're building their future We're right now. Building their future. <laughs> Get them sick. Let them lick each other. Bring your kids over. My kids are sick right now. Let's just all let them lick each other's faces. Oh my god. Perfect. Now that we've answered that question. <laughs> um, the kids are all licking each other. It's disgusting. <laughs> kids oh. are so gross. Okay, this is from Susie. My daughter is 14 months old and still nurses during the night. We co-sleep. I don't want to give up nursing or co-sleeping, but I'm wondering if you have any advice to get her to sleep through the night. She hasn't ever and still won't take a pacifier or a bottle. 
I've accepted the fact that I will just forever be tired, but I've noticed in the last week or so that she seems to be tired when we wake up in the morning. Interesting. Interesting Very that you notice your kid's tired, too. Okay, Susie, uh, I have a little story to tell you. I was about eight months pregnant with my second child and I went to this great play group and I remember being totally exhausted because I had this kind of 18 month old in tow and then I was like eight months pregnant yeah and I remember there was this one mother there and she came to me and she's like Aaron two words night wean you got to night wean and so I was like, well, I, I'm not sure. Like, how do I do this? How do you and even do that? well, so some were saying you got to just let the father deal with it. I've heard that. So you yeah. go and sleep and let the father deal with it. Well, that wasn't a choice for me because my husband works full time, works with he heavy works like quadruple time, quadruple time, and works with heavy equipment, whatever. And so I had to figure out something that I was going to do for myself. But the one thing I have to say is get your kids to recognize morning and night. So bedtime and wake up time before you night lean. So at night say, okay, do you see it's dark out? It's time to go to bed now. It's, it's read a little story and it's bedtime. Then right, right. in the morning when the sun is up, okay, this is morning time and do something, whether you have a morning book or do a morning activity. A song or something. Something for them to realize, okay, this is morning. So then the next step is to start nightwing. And how you do that is, it depends on what you call it. I know, Sarah, you call breastfeeding. Uh, chichu. Chichu. Mm-hmm. We were big drinks. That was big our drinks. thing. I love big that. Drinks. <laughs> so we, so every time the baby would wake up at night, I'd be like, nope. No big drinks till morning. Then it would be like, okay, it's nighttime. You have your nighttime big drinks now. And then if they try to have big drinks during the night, it's like, no, no, no big drinks till morning. And so by them knowing the two different times, like the the nighttime and then the morning time, okay, they recognize like, oh, shoot, you know, I can't have it. Till Mm -hmm. the sun's up. Till till the sun's up. Till it's morning time. How long did that take-ish? In its hell, it takes about... Four days. Oh. And that's it. Totally, it seems like hell, but you cannot give in. No matter what, you cannot just be like, oh, you know, I'm so tired, I just have to give it. It's, it's kind of a fight, but you have to stick to your guns or else you're in it. And to be honest, Susie, 14 months is the perfect age because they're starting to realize and, and notice other things around them. Like if you were to say this and your baby was eight months old I'd be like oh I'm sorry you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer (laughs) it doesn't work work. so anyway so that's sort of my advice and it's worked for uh you know my three kids that's great that's a great yeah it was just the recognition of night and morning that's smart yeah I have another tip related to that okay which is that you should give them some water at bedtime so you say if you're thirsty Here's your water cup and get one of those spill proof cups. And then if they're actually thirsty, they can drink the water. And that really helped with Holly. For her, it was a lot quicker than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like within two nights, she was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's just like, and but don't back down. And it sucks because then they'll get sick 
and their immune systems will be down and you'll just be like, oh crap. And you will have to feed them at night because you know they've got a high fever or whatever. But then the next time you kind of have to night wean them again, it'll only take one or two nights, right. you know? Like, it's not – you have to be flexible with that, too, because when they're sick, they do need extra booby at night, too. Night wean, night wean. parenting hacks we've yes. gathered some good ones we have our own please write on our facebook page some of your best parenting hacks like share the knowledge you guys mm-hmm. okay pass it on for sure should we hear uh, amelia's parenting yes. hack first yes we should okay this is amazing works like a charm you take a banana and cut it either in half or thirds okay stick a fork in the end okay freeze it yes and it will keep your toddler busy for 15 minutes without dripping on anything. What? <laughs> yep. I love that parenting hack. I'm a huge believer in frozen fruit. Frozen fruit. I'm frozen like, watermelon. Oh, man. Okay, so I do this thing. You get your um, popsicle sticks. This is, I mean, I do it in the winter, too, but my kids love frozen fruit. So, uh, yeah, so you take your watermelon and you cut it up, like, off the rind, and you cut it big chunks of watermelon, and then you shove your popsicle stick in it, and you freeze it. And it's like a... It's a freezy. And you could it's dip it in, uh, like, dark chocolate. Because, like, dark chocolate's totally good, and it's good to, ha- like, you know, start... The Roll it in coconut. Oh, my God. Damn, girl. Coconut, yeah. Technical question. Watermelon's yes. so watery. If you're dipping it in chocolate, do you want to freeze it and freeze then it dip? First. Yes. Yeah, then dip. Freeze it first. Yes. Freeze okay. yep. first. Same with um, bananas. Yep. We did that Yeah, we did well. that for a fundraiser yeah. for the school. Okay, so can I tell you guys about my parenting? Yes. Because I've been thinking about it all week. Please. Yes. Okay. So, oh, it all started. I was... <laughs> I got out of my baby's bed because I sleep almost exclusively in my baby's bed now Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I've given up. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've given up. And I pull on my sweatpants from yesterday and then I put on my um, hoodie from yesterday Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. zip it up over the shirt I slept in. And um, so I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, totally. I was like, okay. So my hack is wear sweatpants. And then um, I was I went out into the kitchen. There were, like, dishes everywhere and, like, a, a dishwasher full of clean dishes that I needed to empty. Ugh, and I was I like, that. no, 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 no. My parenting hack is stop cleaning. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the overarching hack for all of this is give up. <laughs> Just give up. <laughs> give it's up cool. hope, all ye who enter here. No, don't give up hope, but give up on like um like, maintaining this like image oh of a, a functional. I adult. never could. I never. No could. one can. I never could. Like it's just. It's too much. It's like crazy. lean right into it. Get your go next time you go pants shopping. Get fucking sweatpants. Get, get some yourself a sweats. hoodie. Get yourself some thick socks, some slippers. Yep. Get a robe. Mm-hmm. Get <laughs> a take nice bathrobe. Kid, like take your kid out to the bus in your bathrobe. I do it all the time. You do it every. I can see. I live down the street from Mel. In case you didn't already know, we're neighbors. <laughs> I see Mel every morning. Not every morning with the robe. Every morning. Every morning <laughs> in your bathrobe. She's out there in the bathrobe, and I'm like, yes, Mel. <laughs> Represent. represent. <laughs> and you know, that brings up the other thing is, you know, we go to each other's houses, especially when you have your first kid and it's like, 
young moms, one kid, you have like a little play group, you go to someone's house on a Tuesday and you're like, how does Sheila do it? Her house is so clean, our kids are so well dressed, I'm a mess. Every single fucking one of us, moms out there, moms and dads, are thinking, I'm a mess, I suck, I should be doing better, my kids ate, you know, whatever, scrambled eggs for a week. Ooh, that's a later parenting hack. Right, right, right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And that someone else is doing it better. No... They just look like it. You don't think Sheila fucking was up at five in the morning cleaning her ass off because she knew that mommy group was coming or over? Or their her kid is like... by on a Thursday at four o'clock. It's going to look like a fucking bomb went off. Guaranteed. Yeah. Or their kids, like, aren't allowed to do anything and don't have any toys and don't have a life because whatever. Like they you got to keep it clean. Yeah. It's like, come on. Are your kids playing in so the dirt? Ri- it's so ridiculous. I- it's actually faux pas. To have a clean house. In yeah, around room. here. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. Don't even, like, don't invite us over if you're going to clean first, you guys. <laughs> yeah. like, don't fuck do that. Or- My friend card is full if you have a clean house, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, people actually say, I love the disclaimer where they're like, I would love if you came over, but my house is a mess. That right. could- and then it's like, it's okay. You just tell people, like, yeah, sure, pop by, because then you isolate yourself because you don't want anyone to pop by because you're ashamed of, like, your messy house. Just... Full on disclaimer it. And then the person comes over and they're like, oh, I feel better about my house. Because you're obviously. Totally. Yeah, for sure. But sorry, I interrupted you, man. What were you saying? Okay, so two things I was going to say that I have found since I've sort of given up on staying super on top of cleaning. Guess what? My partner, he cleans. Do you know how long it's been since I cleaned the bathroom? Um, he doesn't oh because I don't. <gasps> that do- that he, doesn't happen. Right? Well, maybe it will. It'll happen. Yeah. You know yeah. how, like, um, before you have kids and you get into a fight with your boyfriend or whatever um, about, like, dude, when's the last time you touched the fucking bathroom? Like, you know, and when, when you clean, clean it, you just, toilet. like, wipe it with a paper towel. You have to clean the baseboards. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, do it. And you think job. they'll never do it. And they say, no, man, if you leave it, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, they always it's say that. It's true! <laughs> just leave it for long enough. So just, you'll have to just deal with the mess. Just, just be cool with it. Yeah. Be like, it's fucking messy. It's fine. It's all good. And also, like, if you're really super over- overwhelmed, and I know I sort of said this already in jest, but, like, sort of serious for a second, mm-hmm. go easy on yourself. You need a break. Like, yeah, you need to make sure. things easier for yourself. Yeah. And if that means, like, taking something to get through the winter, don't I be ashamed of that. For don't sure. And I also have a thing of, like, call a friend. You know how we were talking about our Facebook Messenger? Yeah, we have, a, yeah, like, a mom group. It's just, like, the three of us plus our girl, Justine, who was on last week. And we just send, me- like, uh, Melody sent us a message today saying, my daughter just <laughs> interrupted me putting my son to bed for the second time because she had a kinder egg stuck to her lip. A kinder egg <laughs> stuck to her lip. Two times what do you do? Not once, <laughs> but twice. <laughs> in a 20-minute period. <laughs> Holly, come on! And And, like, you know, like, right away, it just sort of, like... Lightens you know, it. It lightens it. Because you sit there and you're, yeah. like, home with your kid all the time and you're like, am I fucking crazy? Yeah. Am I a crazy person? Like, I I have so many kids. I've been a stay-at-home mom be- on and off, but mostly on for 10 years. Ugh. I am. I, I just want to say, too, that um, uh, working moms is an unbelievable It's different. Job. It's, it's fucking different. crazy town. Yeah. It's, they're both crazy town. Not one is... Better or worse or whatever. 
I mean, just being a mom in general. It's, being a mom is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're dealing with, like, so many guilt, whatever. All the time. The guilt is constant. But yeah, let's yeah. move like, on to... I, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I w- all I was going to say is that I loved going to work. Oh, when I was pregnant it. with yeah. Robin, so I agreed to go back to work part-time at a store. Um, oh. I agreed to go back for, like, I think it was two shifts a week. And then literally, like, the day before, two days before I was going to start, I found out I was pregnant. So it was short-lived. But I hear you, the first day in, I was speaking to every customer um, with, like, the biggest smile on my face and saying to everyone, you guys, it's it's my first day back to work. I've been at home with a baby for a year and a half. This is the best, the day, best of day of my life. life. I'm having so much fun talking to you. Thank you Grown so up. much. <laughs> I like, better customer. believe I can help you with that. Can you just stay a little longer? I love this. I know. No one, you're the best time. No one threw anything at you or like shit on you or barked no, on you. This I swept the floor at the end of the day. And do you know what there was? Dirt. Amazing. There was a like noodles. Or like she like plastered on, like dried onto the concrete, <laughs> or like tiny little toys. Oh, uh, none of that. So civilized. That's it. Like when you become a mother, all civilization goes out the window. You're fucking just. You have these little monsters running around your house. There's like, what Vicky said it best right on our Instagram feed. So why is it wet everywhere? Why is everything covered in food? <laughs> oh, like, and why did I? That's why is my butt wet? What did I sit on? What did I sit on? What's going on? What is that over there? How old is this apple core? Like, what's on the couch? Who put that here? Constant, right? Oh, my God. What's in your hair? What do you mean you put that in your hair? The things you deal with every day, you can't believe you're dealing with them. You just literally, sometimes you're like... And then there's like, how do you clean up a jar of spilt peanut butter? An entire jar. How do you even fucking clean it up? But if you have a dog, it's all good. But if yeah, you get a fucking doggy. Yes. Get a dog. Get a dog. A dog. Good but don't get a dog because they fucking suck also. Right. I have a dog. Bad. Hat. I love her. I hate her. <laughs> she cleans food up off the floor, but she's like another kid. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. Okay. I have a parenting hack. What is it? Those of you who know me know that I've been known <laughs> to wear a jumpsuit once or twice constantly all the time. So, uh, what do I mean by jumpsuit? It's like a mechanics jumpsuit. It's like a full body blue with a zipper. Okay, so, the thing about a jumpsuit, first of all, I mean, it's got tons of pockets, and if you spill shit on it, it's fine. So, that's great. You never have to think about what you're going to wear. It's kind of like a uniform. So, I get up in the morning, doesn't fucking matter what I'm wearing underneath, because I'm just going to throw a jumpsuit on. Okay? Number three, the best part, is people show up to your house... I'm wearing the pajamas that I've literally been wearing for three days straight. Morning, noon, and night, man. I haven't taken those (laughs) suckers off. But I'm wearing them under a jumpsuit. So when people come to your door and you open the door, you're wearing a work jumpsuit. And people are like, oh, man, that's Sarah. She's such a hard... Look at her. She already got her work jumpsuit on. What's she doing? Like, changing the tires of her car? But also... Oh my god, she's so sexy and Mm -hmm. has her own style. Yeah, it's my amazing, super convenient style. I mean, the jumpsuit is like unzipped down to your belly button, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like sweaty milk breasts. (laughs) But yeah, no, let's imagine uh, a full bosom and a a jumpsuit unzipped down to navel. But uh, a jumpsuit's awesome. It's great. All the pockets are the best. You look like you're getting shit done even though you're just wearing pajamas and you're not. You're just sitting around breastfeeding all day being like, oh, God, everything's a nightmare. (laughs) 
Jumpsuit. 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 Erin, do you have a hack? Okay. So the two hacks, I guess, that they had reminded me of that I totally forgot is in your potty, put a little bit of water in your potty so if... um, When... Or when uh, the beds poop in the potty, it just kind of slides out mm-hmm. and it doesn't stick to the potty. It's not stuck to the bottom of the fucking potty. It's the grossest and the worst. Yeah. And then the other one is cut up your apples. I have like two of my kids weren't really like choky kids, but my third kid was kind of choky, so I'd peel his apples. But then just put them in wedges and then just toss in cinnamon. Yeah. And it's so good. Like, they think that they're eating apple pie. Can uh, we? Yeah. I just want to. You can. That's a sound of air and opening a beer. It's a hard-earned <laughs> mummy beer. We got so many, so many great responses to our what did you find most shocking or unexpected about having kids that uh, we had to do a second reel. So enjoy, you guys. Maybe just the complete uh, removal of uh, personal time. Like I I had an idea that that might you know, get reduced, but uh, from, from 100% or near two to zero was... Uh, surprising i think the biggest the biggest surprise about becoming a parent was the moment that um a baby came out (laughs) (laughs) and there was suddenly this alternative human being in the world (laughs) that wasn't there before and like i knew that inside my belly there had been a baby growing for nine months i knew it was a baby i knew it was going to be another human being but for some reason when he actually came out and was actually there, it was just mind blowing. And to this day, he's now almost five. And it's still every once in a while just kind of blows my mind that, that he is his own person. Like he came from inside of me and yet he is not me. <laughs> you know, he, he makes his own decisions. He has his own personality and his own ideas and his own likes and, they're often very different from mine. Having an adoptive child, I hadn't realized that the intensity of my feelings could could be that great. Like right. the, it's enormous. It's it's I quite frankly it's identical to you. It's just a different it's like a different birth. It was a different delivery. But but it's just the same intensity of that individual belonging to me. One of the the most unexpected would be how often I get sick now. (laughs) Like I I don't think I ever realized that it was going to mean I'm like sick every week and all the like stomach issues that you have as well as colds and flus. Yeah, that was, that's definitely the most one. Yeah. You just, no matter how, how prepared you may be for it. And I thought that I was, probably better prepared than many people because I'd had a course in Montessori. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I still wasn't prepared for the reality of some some things. The, the needs of little children are urgent and immediate. And right. that that's all there is to it. You know, 
there's just you can't you can't change it. You might wish it was otherwise, but you have to deal with it. Ah, words so of wisdom sweet. from my dad. Sweet. <laughs> I feel like if you if we could all remember that a hundred percent of the time. But that's it's always like hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. yeah. Keep in I mind, have. everybody, my father is eighty four. If he sounds wise, it's because he was born in nineteen thirty three and he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> um what about you guys? Do you what was the most surprising thing for you about having kids? Hmm. I've always I've always had a hard time thinking that I was responsible for another human being and having to make those choices for them. Um, For example, the whole vaccine thing. I still totally sit on the fence. I'm neither for it or against it. And um, I've, that's actually been one of my hardest decision as Mm -hmm. a mother is whether or not to vaccine my child or vaccinate, sorry, my child. So stressful. It's so stressful and you want to do the right thing. And, you know, you've read all the stuff saying that you shouldn't, but then you've read all the stuff that you should. Yeah. And And it comes down to you. Like you just want someone to give you the answer. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's just making uh, decisions for another human is really that was the hardest yeah. thing for me. I, think. I feel like even, even like the really s- seemingly small things are so huge. Like I remember taking Holly and Robin to the beach in the summer and thinking like, I'm making their memories for the rest of their right. lives. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like yeah, they're going to yeah. remember coming to this beach. Don't fuck it up. No pressure. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Well, I mean, the beach is easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. going to be a good memory. I did a good thing. As, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully like, that'll be a good memory. Scary <laughs> to think otherwise. Did you yeah. put sunscreen on? Did you put the hippie sunscreen on? Did you put no sunscreen exactly. on? Do you just cover them up with a hat and long sleeve? Or do you actually do this because they're fair skin? You don't want them to get a burn. But then you find out, oh, this kind of sunscreen is carcinogenic. But so is the sun. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to make, a, like, yeah. how is this going to affect them in 30 years? Dunno. Yeah. Or hope, even hope I did it right. My child yeah. seeing a therapist in thirty years because I used the goddamn wrong sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> really fuck it up. What about you, Mel? Um. So mine, it sounds really like defeated and depressing a little bit. I'm realizing, <laughs> but like the thing that I found most surprising about becoming a parent is, as a mother. I think to some degree it might be true for fathers, but it's more a mom thing. Like you absolutely give up yourself Mm -hmm. for a little while Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. we sort of make fun of hashtag self-care all the time because we we don't have that and maybe we're a little jealous (laughs) jealous. yeah Mm. um but like you don't matter for a while it's all about the baby and in the beginning Mm -hmm. that's all you care about is the baby and that's all you want to think about and talk about but then like where did I go Mm -hmm. you know like I don't know how to kind of a scary take care of myself anymore kind of and and then you have to like rediscover as your kid becomes independent from you and become their own person you have to like build yourself back up again and it's really difficult and kind of like yeah scary like now I have to become a grown-up again and and like what do I do now I've been a a mom and haven't thought about myself for four years changed because of the experience of becoming a mom so you're not the same you're not just like yeah Because you think in your head, like, once my kids are older, then I'll just go back to being me. 
but you'll never go back to who you were before mm-hmm. you had kids. Yeah. You're going to be a whole new person. Yeah. You'll be better for it, but it's really scary. Yeah. It's pretty wild. No, for sure. Like, I didn't... People joke about not being able to go to the bathroom alone or shower, but really, like, you don't do that stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's serious. We're only joking about it so we don't weep. Okay, but guys, just to let you know, like, having the older kids, it will come, but... Um, I was just talking with Sarah this morning about how, you know, my oldest is 13 and I actually asked myself that question for the first time probably ever. Yeah. It's like, who am I Yeah. now that my kids, like you said, like they're growing up. So it's time for me to grow up along, along with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's true. You really do lose yourself, mm-hmm. but you know, it's also exciting too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. before I accidentally got pregnant with my fourth baby, <laughs> I had, for the first time, because I started having children at 21, 22. I was wow. really young. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a lot of life experience. I, like, basically mm. moved out of my parents' home. Mm-hmm. And in under a year of moving out, was pregnant. And in, like, a forced, serious relationship with my husband, who I, obviously, everyone can tell if you've been listening to our podcast. I love and adore. Um, But that, so I was a kid. And then suddenly my kids were old enough. And then I was a grown-up. Yeah. It's like you're in a time war. It's like you stepped into a fairy Mm -hmm. ring where time passes, but you are in this magic fairy ring of, like, having children. And then suddenly they're old enough and you step out and you're like, holy shit, I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A second ago, I was 21 mm-hmm. and I had just moved out for the first time. Yeah, like, for sure. And I always look back of when I was a kid and thinking about the adults in my life when I was a kid, and they seem like they had it way more together than me. Right? Like ever. Did like they? Like I'll ever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure they did it. I, th- I think mine. Futon. Yeah. And that's my little thing I look back on. And I remember them having a futon and my mom being really happy when they got like a grown-up bed. Right. And I was like, hey, if they had a futon, maybe it means that they were struggling just like us. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Good one, Mal. I have another um, surprise that that was a big surprise to me uh, and I think to a lot of couples out there, and it's regarding sex post-baby. Right. So you have your baby and this is just assuming you're breastfeeding your baby. Um, your libido, like it doesn't matter how high your libido was before. Even during pregnancy, sometimes your libido, some of my pregnancies were like, oh, wild, good time. Good thing I was pregnant because <laughs> I would have got pregnant 80 times during that pregnancy. Uh, and then as soon as that baby comes out, like basically right away, even when you're all healed up and ready to go, you just don't have the libido. And I remember after my first being really, it's part of that losing yourself thing and thinking like, oh my God, sexuality has always been such a big part of my uh, idea of who I am and mm-hmm. my life and mm-hmm. my self-image and and suddenly I had zero interest um, and it was very confusing for me and it was confusing for my husband too. It's like up until this moment, you know, mm-hmm. we were just doing it all the time. <laughs> um, and I remember the whole time with Penelope, no one explained it to me and there was no real information about it and I just thought oh my god I've changed this is who I am now like 
uh, our relationship so different. It was awful. I was re- it really st- upset me and stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until my good friend Gina had a baby and she was experiencing the same thing and she brought it up with her doctor and her doctor said, like, girl, you're not making testosterone. You're all progesterone right now. You're breastfeeding. It's a hormonal right. yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not just you in your mind. Like, of course, there's little other things. You have a baby. Well, between, you're overwhelmed. You're, tired, you're overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But push all that aside. Yeah. Hormonally, your right. body isn't making the chemicals it needs to get horny. Like, it's just not, it's not you. Well, it's you. <laughs> but it's like a chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, your new brain or whatever. And And that was so nice to hear, like, Okay, and then when I stop breastfeeding, it'll come back and I'll even right. out again. And it really does. Like, well, it, it makes back. so much sense, right? Just to protect yourself from getting pregnant again. Yeah, you can't get pregnant how, again while yeah. you're nursing or else how are you going to take care of the other baby? Like, well, according to nature. You can, I mean, though. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. You can. But it's but, like Mother but, Nature yeah, trying to yeah. help, help the sister you out. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mother Nature. <laughs> anyway, that was something that was really... I wished... If I had known with my first baby that this was a temporary thing and it happened to everyone and it was totally normal and natural yeah it would have taken a lot of stress and guilt off me it would have been helpful for greg to know that it wasn't Mm -hmm. him i wasn't like not attracted to him right uh because you already have all the mom guilt and then you have this guilt of not yeah being sexually active with your partner oh and then like there's also the whole thing of your partner not necessarily feeling jealousy, but when you have a new mm-hmm, baby, mm-hmm. all of your attention goes to that baby. You have to feed the baby. You have to sleep when you can sleep. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, they matter. Obviously, they matter. But, like, you and the baby are They're on the back one. burner. Yeah. Like, they're supporting you and the baby. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. You're taking care of the family right now. You're taking care of that. And they're supporting you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a real and shift. And so then they're not getting the attention that they need. Yeah. But, you know, you got to man up. Everyone's yeah. Pull up your bootstraps because you ain't getting laid yeah. <laughs> for a little while. Happen, uh, uh, yeah. What was the other one you were going to do? What do you call a bear that doesn't have any teeth? Hmm. A gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, we have our Greg's existentialism. Um, take a listen to his dreamy vocals and dream up a discussion to have on Facebook regarding what he says. <laughs> what he says about stuff. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Is there ever a danger of being too supportive of your children? Um, I guess like an example would be uh, my son is like, Hey, Dad, look at me. And I look over, and he's standing on one foot and balancing. And I'm like, okay, buddy, you're eight years old. You know, like, aim a little higher next time. Like, that's three-year-old material, dude. I mean, if my four-month-old could do that, that would be something. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) or, like, the jokes, you know? So I don't know if your kids tell jokes, but they tell these crazy jokes, and only someone who was completely insane uh, could see the humor in them. And you have to kind of, you know, because they don't have the concept of punchline or or build-up. And uh, I just wonder if, you know, if it is it better to, to celebrate 
uh, mediocrity or or if we applaud the mundane are we is it a detriment to the child's development you know and uh, are we doing a disservice to society as a whole by just kind of keeping the bar real low there so yeah i guess my question is what what's the appropriate way to react when a your kids are are underachievers or b uh you're just generally underwhelmed and uh i probably sound like a bit of an asshole here but uh <laughs> i think it's a fair question <laughs> Sarah, where can we find you? You can find me on the Facebook and you can find me on Instagram. I'm littlerightcrew.art. Every time I say that, I, I sound like that rapper who wears the um, bandage on his his cheek. Who's like, art? Littlerightcrew.art. Mel, where can we find you? Um, www.melodystarkweather.ca and links to my social media are all on there at the bottom of the page. Dang, girl. Erin says she has no plugs. She ain't got no plugs. Plugs together, get no love from her. (laughs) Passenger side of her best friend's side. Trying to get plugs from me. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) From us to you. Tune in next time for health and fitness guru, Kim Angel McCormick. I love moving and I love making people move. I'm such a dork. <laughs> That's the best sound you know what's bite cool? the next yeah. I can't wait to clip that and put it in the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for asking our questions. Thank you to Aaron Duffy. Thank you, ladies. Love you. We love you. We love you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Teach Me Tiger Podcast. If you're enjoying our chats, please subscribe in iTunes. Yeah, and just ask us all the questions, man. We will do our best to answer. By the time you're listening to this, we will have episodes available on iTunes. Yeah. TMT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and remember, you guys. It's a jungle out there! (laughs) Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tiger, Tiger, I wanna squeeze you. You're getting fiber? From you're probably getting C? Yeah. You're getting good probiotics? Yep. Yeah. Straight up. Getting good b- box bladder. You're getting a good bladder box. wine in a box. <laughs> 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 <laughs>